A reading from the first book of Maccabees. As King Antiochus was traversing the inland provinces, he heard that in Persia there was a city called Elmas, famous for its wealth in silver and gold, and that its temple was very rich, containing gold helmets, breastplates, and weapons left there by Alexander, son of Philip, king of Macedon, the first king of the Greeks. He went, therefore, and tried to capture and pillage the city, but he could not do so because his plan became known to the people of the city who rose up in battle against him. So he retreated and, in great dismay, withdrew from there to return to Babylon. While he was in Persia, a messenger brought him news that the army sent into the land of Judah had been put to flight, and that Lysias had gone at first with a strong army and been driven back by the children of Israel, that they had grown strong by reason of the arms, men, and abundant possessions, taken from the armies they had destroyed, that they had pulled down the abomination which he had built upon the altar in Jerusalem, and that they had surrounded with high walls both the sanctuary as it had been before and his city of Beth Zur. When the king heard this news, he was struck with fear and very much shaken. Sick with grief because his designs had failed, he took to his bed. There he remained many days overwhelmed with sorrow, for he knew he was going to die. So he called in all his friends and said to them, Sleep has departed from my eyes, for my heart is sinking with anxiety. I said to myself, Into what tribulation have I come, and in what floods of sorrow am I now? Yet I was kindly and beloved in my rule. But I now recall the evils I did in Jerusalem when I carried away all the vessels of gold and silver that were in it, and for no cause gave orders that the inhabitants of Judah be destroyed. I know that this is why these evils have overtaken me. And now I am dying in bitter grief in a foreign land. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will rejoice in your salvation, O Lord. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will declare all your wondrous deeds. I will be glad and exalt in you. I will sing praise to your name, Most High. <clears throat> I will rejoice in your salvation, O Lord. Because my enemies are turned back, overthrown, and destroyed before you, you rebuke the nations and destroy the wicked. Their name you blotted out forever and ever. I will rejoice in your salvation, O Lord. The nations are sunk in the pit they have made, and the snare they set their foot is caught. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor shall the hope of the afflicted forever perish. I will rejoice in your salvation, O Lord. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her, and likewise all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now, at the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven have been married to her. Jesus said to them, the children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush when he called Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He's not God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. Some of the scribes said in reply, Teacher, you have answered well. And they no longer dared to ask him anything. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
this first reading from Maccabees here, it's it's sad, it's it's funny, but it, it just it hurts. This King Antiochus finally realizes his mistake and he's like, oh, I, I, I sh- you know, look what I did to these poor Jews. You know, I, I carried away all the gold and vessels and, and, and caused them to, to break their laws. So, man, I wish I hadn't done that. And, but like, remember a couple days ago, we read, gosh, the scenes of, of the, the mother who has her seven sons tortured brutally and killed, their tongues ripped out and so forth. Uh, the scene, uh, you know, the day before that uh, of, uh, the the Jewish man who likewise you know is tortured. So it's like these guys went through such brutal, uh, brutal suffering because of this king, and, and like just at a whim he realized, oh yeah, that wasn't that big of a deal. I shouldn't have done that. My bad. <laughs> but that just shows you know martyrdom isn't always all that glorious. You experience martyrdom you know not by some like cruel tyrant uh, demanding you know you got to give up your your faith or or die but little little martyrdoms this is what the saints all experienced uh, martyrdom of you know sitting in traffic not losing your patience um, you have a, a family member who's really struggling and you know they they kind of lashing out at you at, at the thanksgiving dinner table or what, after thanksgiving you just remain silent people are joining in the conversation gossiping about other people or you know talking politics whether it's the world or, or the church, and again, you remain silent. Those are all little martyrdoms. Uh, they go a long way, though, because, well, several things. One, you're saving your soul. You're realizing, look, I don't need in this moment to speak. I don't need my comfort. I don't need to be God. I'm going to be like Christ, take up the cross, and and kind of give my life away by being silent and not indulging whatever it is, gossip or impatience or gluttony. Uh, so you're saving your soul, you're becoming like Christ, but also you're providing a, a huge witness to others, the others around you, seeing your silence. They might not recognize you for that or thank you for that, uh, but you are having an impact on them. They might realize it down the road, might realize it well after you're gone from this earth. You, know, you think about all the eulogies we hear at funerals, you know, all these all these qualities of a person. The, the deceased might not have known that, that other, others felt this way about them, but people are observing uh, don't don't underestimate that. So in under in go your your martyrdoms, but then also like the the great grace is you are becoming a conduit for God's grace to flow into the souls of others by by your your sacrifice, by your your goodness, your kindness. This is what it means to be when Jesus says, "Look, our God is not a God of the dead, but of the living." We pick up our cross, we die to ourselves, not just to die and be masochists, but to give life to others who are unable to do so. So that's the power of of your sacrifice. That's the power of your simple martyrdom. Amen.